0: Back to the Record Ramblin' Podcast, presented to you by Flawless Noises to Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I ain't got no AKAs today. Um, I'm just ready to go ahead and get into it. And I'm joined by...
1: Hey, everybody. It's Candace. You know where to find me on social media at this point. Um, network announcements. Buy some merch. Um, I switched the merch over to Bonfire and um, because i pre- i'm pregnant and i'm not about to be making merch and running back and forth to the post office it's a pandemic out here but if you go to flawlessnoises.com and click on store it will take you right to the bonfire store where you can purchase some merch um the holidays are approaching so get a loved one or get yourself some of your favorite show merchandise and help support the network be sure to subscribe to the patreon you won't regret it. Ratchet Reloaded is up. It's our companion show to Ratchet Ramblings, where we cover things that we don't cover on this show. And like just love. be trash, yeah. Like love and life after lockup. Um, what is some other trash that's gonna be coming on? Oh, a real chance at love. I think we're gonna add that to the lineup. <laughs> that messy shit. Because uh, the the they did favorite... that before Rona, right? They had to do it before Rona or they're doing it now. I wonder. Um, But the good thing about that is we're going to see if New York and chance try to rekindle anything um, with her homie hopping ass Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, rest in peace to real. Also, I think that's it. So we're going to get into some shit before we get into the shows. I want to discuss some news that has hit. um, It's been all in in my inbox. I've been seeing it all on social media. So about a week and a half ago, uh, Ryan Henry's former best friend, Anthony Lindsay went public about his current, well, his recent drug overdose. And the reason is because he found out that Ryan Henry from Black Ink Chicago, owner of 9Mag Brandon franchise, over the course of two or more years, had been fucking his child's mother, a child that Ryan is the godfather of. He found some text messages. The affair started over two years ago. And as recent as two months ago, Ryan had been fucking his um, best friend's partner, um, Mm. mother of his child. And this sent Anthony on a spiral and he ended up overdosing. And, and this story gets uglier because... Oh, yes.
0: Anthony oh, because some Lindsay, things came out about him.
1: Anthony Lindsay is also, during that time when this was going on, had been fighting cancer
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, and had been traveling with Ryan you know, as his fame and notoriety increased. But then a long tweet hit Twitter. And this tweet basically said that Anthony Lindsay was a woman beater. He had beaten on his child's mom. He had been um, cheating on her throughout the duration of the relationship. And he was very anti-Black woman. And so I did some digging, y'all, because um, when we talk about Charlemagne, when we talk about Joe Button, um, those are very documented cases of abusers. Yes. Um, I did some digging and I could not find anything to verify this long tweet. Um, When the person who tweeted it was asked for sources, they refused to provide any sources. I did some digging um, to see if maybe Anthony Lindsay had a criminal record, that part of that criminal record was domestic violence, um, any form of assault, um, couldn't find anything. Finally, I messaged him on Instagram and he messaged me back. Um, and he said that he has never put his hands on her. He was not cheating on her through the duration of their relationship. Um, they had their ups and downs. They had some times where they had bro- been broken up But ultimately when a lot of this was going on uh, with Ryan, he and his child's mom were together. So like I said, we on this show are not putting an abuser tag on him. I just wanted to share all of the information that I've received. Um, The child's mom is planning to go live at some point this week to give her side of things. And then we will run it back next week. Um, but th- there's no there's no proof that he, um, not even proof, because it don't always take proof for somebody to be an abuser. We couldn't find a source um, other than that one tweet. Um, and as we know, People can say anything in tweets, so you have to be very careful about what you take as law when you get it from Twitter. Uh, there, the stuff like with C to God and Joe Budden, there's police reports to, behind that stuff, multiple actually. Yeah, um, multiple uh, allegations by multiple women and things of that nature to say that they are. Abusers, we don't have any of that, thus, we're not calling Anthony Lindsay an abuser. He gave his side of things. Um, and Ryan went live on his OnlyFans. I don't know, is he showing you know what? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but as you all know, you know, the best of the best. T bloggers um, got their hands on the live and Ryan admitted to sleeping with Anthony Anthony Lindsay's partner, uh, a woman by the name of Nina. Uh, He admitted to sleeping with Nina. He admitted to doing it over the course of two years and as recent as two months. um, He says that uh, all of this came to a head Weeks before we got the information. Um, He says that all parties involved. So he says that he Anthony Nina and Rachel and some of their other friends has sat down and really dug in deep about this situation. Um, And he doesn't know why it ended up going public when they had been discussing it and talking about it and uh, it was known about before it made it to social media and to the blogs. Um, One of the parts of the live that really pissed me off was that he basically blamed his mental health issues for why he did what he did. Cause he said he was in a dark place. He was fucked up in the head and he was just hurting people close to him. And he didn't really have a real reason why other than the fact that, you know, he was battling his mental health and his demons.
0: He was boxing with his demons. Yeah. That's been... Ryan, you can't keep using that as an excuse, nigga, because you have been fighting with your demons for 84 goddamn years now. And it just so happens you keep hurting people that you claim to love. Like, nigga, you can't... You. And, and, and on top of that, ain't you supposed to be getting your help? Ain't you supposed to be in therapy or you was going to therapy at one point and you still boxing with your demons and you're boxing everybody that you love upside the head and hurting that's them? The, that's
1: the part I'm confused about because you slept with her as recent as two months ago, but we saw you in therapy last season. Right. We saw you crying about trying to get Rachel back. We saw you dating Kitty. We seen all these things. At what point do you start actually doing the work and not pretending to do the work for TV because you slept with that woman 2 months ago.
0: And that's the thing that you said like he is pretending to yeah, sorry, can't talk. He's pretending to do the work for the chick.
1: Because there ain't no way uh,
0: because ain't no way in hell. You,
1: go ahead, friend, because we thinking the same thing.
0: Because ain't no where in hell you sitting up in that damn therapist's face. We saw you on TV multiple times because it ain't even just a season. Nigga, you don't been in therapy for about two seasons now. Yeah. And ain't no in hell if you actually doing the work, you keep making these mistakes and hurting people you claim to love while also blaming the fa- it on the fact that you're in a dark place. Nigga, Sometimes at some point you got to turn on the light, beloved. There we go. Like goddamn. If you always in a dark place, nigga, pay your light bill, something shit. Turn on the switch, do something.
1: I'm a, and I'm gonna say this. Rumors aside, there is absolutely no reason for you to have ended up in a situation like this, considering how you lost your sister and your niece. Mm. You lost your sister and you lost Nova and your, and your baby niece mm-hmm. to a fucked up love triangle. There is no reason to play these type of fucking cat and mouse games when you know how extreme it can get for the parties involved.
0: Yeah. And I don't even want
1: to say by the graces of God, because in this situation, the person that you disrespected and betrayed ended up harming themselves versus harming others. Right. But that could have been an outcome as well.
0: Mm -hmm. And even the outcome that we did have isn't good either.
1: It's not good. It's not good. It's not good to inflict that type of pain on somebody who's already battling for their fucking life.
0: And that you are cognizant and aware of.
1: And let me also say this. This is how I know that you're not doing the work and you don't really care and you okay being a fucked up type of person you are. Because if this started two years ago, you should have come clean well before fucking now. You didn't even come clean. You got caught. You got caught you didn't come clean. You wasn't in therapy and was telling your therapist I I did something fucked up to my best friend and I really need to come clean about it and clear the air. You literally wanted to clear the air after you got caught, so I don't give a fuck if y'all have been discussing this six months ago. If he put this on the internet whenever he was well within his fucking rights, because you played in his face, he's traveling the world with you. Meanwhile, you sitting over there sexting his fucking baby mama. And looking in his face. Like, come on, you a dirty motherfucker,
0: man. Yeah, right, right. He's a he's a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. I'm
1: gonna be honest with you. I think you worse than C's.
0: I also was thinking that I I didn't tell you that, I, but I like when we I, was in the group I chat. You
1: worse. Than, I think you worse than yeah. C's. C's is yeah. a piece of shit, but the shit that you you're doing.
0: Well, like, I think this is a level b- above, like well below, depending on how you want to see well, it. Yeah, this is, I think yeah.
1: you. I think you well in terms of being scum. You well below C's. Yeah,
0: I I, I think so as well
1: because uh, because your shit is intentional like you kind of are showing me uh sociopath tendencies yeah Yeah, just a piece of shit yeah you very charming very good looking but you are manipulative as fuck and you are very harmful to people around you
0: yeah like C's is as well but you are going levels like beyond what C's do
1: We've never seen C's fuck nobody's person on that goddamn show.
0: Especially not with Teddy's, not
1: Walt, not uh, nobody. He's not a nice person. He don't treat his workers right, but the shit you doing, the shit you doing to family, somebody that you used to consider a brother, somebody that you are a godparent to their kid, You was fucking his child's mom as
0: recent as two months ago? Yeah. And we only know about it
1: because you got caught.
0: Yeah. Like, it's not enough. Like, I tweeted this, but, like, it bears repeating. There is not enough. Like, let's say he stopped fronting and actually does put in the work. I mean, it's a hell of a long... it's, It's too late, but still. I don't think there is enough help To get Ryan on the right path Even if he put in the work and actually gave a fuck to do it I think he's too gone At this point that's just me personally
1: I think he is Sociopath so I don't think he'll ever Do the work and I think he'll continue To do things like this
0: I agree with that as well
1: Yeah Um but I just I I wanted to discuss that Um and if i get any updates um next week uh we will share them again i just want to thank anthony lindsay for taking the time out to respond um he is even looking forward to this segment i told him i would send him the clip of it um and maybe we can get him on one day in the future uh to really dig his heels in on it, but based on because I'm nosy um based on I mean that's I the purpose it. where we got the show <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just don't like giving out misinformation too um that yeah. makes us look now we'll say, Mr.
0: Anthony, don't you be playing on our goddamn face about that alleged abuse?
1: Well, I was looking through like Instagram comments and stuff on the post, and I was seeing comments from black women in Chicago who were saying like he helped them break their brands and help them get noticed in the city, help them get on um, black men too. So, like I said, I couldn't find anything, any other sources that definitely would have me be like, oh yeah, this, this nigga fucked up. So. Yeah. You know, again, I just, you know,
0: I just want to cover us. You, I know, just both ways. Cover us, yeah. you
1: know, if, both if ways. we get if we get information that says otherwise, if we haven't if we're able to get our hands on the live that um, Nina plans to do and clear the air and so on, um, we will definitely update it. And if it's the exact opposite of what he said, we'll cover that, too. We all about fair. And unbiased reporting on situations like this. Um, we not picking sides. We just want to get the truth out there. But since we cover Black Ink Chicago and have covered it heavily, um, this deserves sharing because Ryan is a very fucked up person. And it, though I do not like Kat and them big fucking gums, um, mm. I'm definitely starting to, to see what she was saying all those many seasons ago before she left that Ryan is a piece of shit and he does stuff like this and then makes it seem like you the issue when he's the issue. So uh, we'll we'll, fo- we'll try to follow back up with that next week. And now we're going to hop on over to the shows. Uh, season finale, series finale, buh, whatever mm. finale of Tamar Braxton, Get Your Life. And... I want to say this about Tamar. Y- Sweet P, you are a forever victim. And that is one thing that is very, very unattractive about you because after watching all six episodes, you constantly open the door to negativity and drama in your own life for somebody to have as much fucking mouth as you to be as fucking shady as you are you allow david to manipulate you and run you and make decisions for you that you should have been making for yourself you allowed him to tell you how to operate in terms of co-parenting with vince you allowed him to tell you what to do in terms of goalie you uh, you Played that situation to the point where you opened her up for abuse and disrespect, and then instead of being a woman and standing up in your shit, you started siding with David. Well, if she couldn't explain it, she shouldn't have had to explain it. She was hired to do a job. You and knew her fucking. You she, fuck what you, David got to say. You knew her motherfucking credentials when she was hired and brought on to work with you. That is the problem that I have with you in this situation. You knew her credentials. You knew what she was about. You knew the work she did. You know, the famous people she's worked with and helped have breakthroughs in their careers. And still you allowed a man as you have continuously done to dictate, manipulate and control how you move in the best interest of yourself. I cannot understand a woman who talks as much as you do has is as flippant as you are always being a fucking coward when it comes to standing up for yourself in the face of a man.
0: And standing up for another woman too. Cause it's not lost on me that David uh, was very misogynistic towards Goldie as well. That wasn't lost on me at all. No it wasn't. Oh she's a witch you know she's even voodoo woo- woo- woo. woogity boogity. Boy shut the fuck up David. That shit wasn't lost on me. Yep. And it wasn't uh, and uh, and it, it wasn't lost on me and me and Cam was talking about this pregame. The moment, the moment that Goldie's work was coming to fruition, it was helping Tamar and it started exposing David's true colors. What did David do? go into full manipulator mode. He went into full attack mode. And it worked because he he, uh, he knows Tamar more than, than anybody. And he knows that, like what my friend just said, she will buckle and crumble under the pressure and presence of a man. That's That's been her kryptonite. For as much game as she talk, a nigga say jump, she say ha-ha. Yep. And what ended up happening? She, David ended up isolating Goldie on an island, getting her, getting his family to attack her, getting Tamar to shrug responsibility for allowing Goldie to be attacked and pressured, and humiliated. And now Goldie get mad, deserved, deservedly so. She quit, and now what? And now what? Where you back at, Tamar? Under the control of this man who serves you no fucking purpose. And the one person that did serve you a purpose and was trying to help you get back to a good place is gone. Because of who? A man. That you allowed to have a voice when he shouldn't have a shouldn't shouldn't have had a goddamn thing to say about what the fuck goalie was there to do. Because Golie was there for who? Tamar. Not no Tamar and David.
1: That's it.
0: And that's nobody's fault. That ain't Mona Scott's fault. That ain't Mike, that producer. That ain't the show's fault. That is you, Tamar. Yep. You allowed that man to have a voice where he had no voice and what did his manipulative ass ass do? Do exactly what manipulative ass ass niggas did and got you wrapped around his finger. Now, we know in real time that you bent that finger. (laughs) We know that happened in real time. Um <laughs> I'm sorry, it was just right there. But <laughs> on the show, that was just very sad to see. Because Goldie didn't deserve that treatment. She was there to help you and it was working. Yep. Yep. I don't disagree.
1: I don't disagree.
0: And while I'm getting on Tamar and I stand by what I said, and I think I speak for me and my friend when we say that, Uh, David, boy, fuck you. Fuck you.
1: For real. You are a
0: piece of shit. Your dress look like they stink. Your family look like they stink. They ain't got nothing to do with y'all being African or Nigerian or whatever. Just look like none of y'all take baths. Um, You ain't shit. You ain't never gonna be shit. You just another nigga, another um, pattern of 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 abusive and manipulative men that that have come across in Tamar's life Um, and you ain't even the most influential one that's the sad part about it Nope. because how you threaten about Vince Vince coming and fuck Vince too but how you threaten about Vince coming to pick up a child that him and Tamar both have together together talking about when old boy came through was chaos nigga that is his child if the one thing tamar Events can do is co-parent because they have the right because they share a child that is not your child that ain't your house let's get let's start and end there that ain't your house that's it that is tamar's house how are you so, you know, gung-ho about Christianity and the Bible and Scripture? I ain't no scripture that says a man can dictate the house that, that ain't his. I ain't never seen that scripture in the goddamn Bible.
1: Not ever.
0: Because your name ain't on that big-ass beautiful house. That shit belongs to Tamar Braxton. Not Tamar Braxton's boyfriend, David.
1: That's why you an ex now, bitch.
0: The- Hello? You a whole bitch. <laughs> yeah, that you was a whole it. bitch, David. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, we know Tamar paints the bitch, so you know that is you know that what you know that was very terrible because we we don't support domestic <laughs> violence, but, <laughs> if but that was right know, there. I'm sorry, but it was right there. Before I mean, we go, right. I want to talk about
1: this because one thing. And we have given Mona Scott Young shit for love and hip hop and how she plays in our face with it now. But when David came, well, when Mona came to talk to David and David started talking about, do you want a good show or a show where people happy? Mona dug off in his shit so gracefully he couldn't even fucking speak. Tamar has been on reality TV for years because Tamar... Wants to be because Tamar wants the check, because Tamar wants the fame, because Tamar wants the notoriety that comes with being on TV. When people get sick of doing reality TV, they just stop doing it. Yep. And they go on about their fucking life. Which is
0: they right, because it's a lot.
1: It's a lot. And it's not like she doesn't have other tangible talents. The bitches of Braxton, for gosh
0: sakes. <laughs> I don't know why that phrase is so funny to me. The, the, bitches, of the bitches of Braxton. The bitches Braxton.
1: But it's true. It is true, though. <laughs> the bitches of Braxton. If them bitches can't do nothing else, them bitches got voices like angels. <laughs> All of them. Every last one of them. Yeah. It was like if
0: Tamara ain't got nothing else, the bitches of Braxton. If she ain't <laughs> got nothing
1: else, the bitches of Braxton. Ooh, that is that's funny, it. but it's so true. It might be the show title, too. Yeah, that,
0: that, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> the <bitches.
1: That's> <laughs> like, if nothing else, you got that going for you. You have a beautiful voice. You can sing. You can push this music shit if you get out of your own way. She doesn't have to be on reality TV. And when Mona Scott told David that Tamar made a choice to do this show, that she sought them out to help her with the show, that she consciously made the decision to do this and that if she wasn't ready she shouldn't have done it I almost gave a standing ovation because again Tamar with the forever victim shit you did not have to do this you could have done your healing in private you could have done your work in private you claimed you wanted to show people your fans what survivors look like and so on and so forth but we didn't see anything but you constantly being a victim of your own bullshit
0: well, the thing is, it was working until you know who who she allowed to do what you know who did. Because the first two episodes was good. Tamar was getting in a good space. Goli was doing the work. She was healing. She was getting back to her. And then what the fuck happened? She let um old boy have a voice when he didn't need to have a voice because it wasn't about him and everything with the shit. And instead of putting on her big girl bras and being like, you know what? I fucked this up because I allowed Goalie to be attacked when she didn't need to be attacked and getting on David for it, what did she do? She pretty much sided with David and everything with the shit. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Gonna gonna tell Mona, nobody asked Goalie to leave. Nobody told Goalie to leave. Bitch, in what world does somebody stay around to be disrespected, degraded, and belittled? Ain't that, that might be... happen
0: to you on the view, girl? What, like, tell my girl, what <laughs> that is
1: your cup of tea, honey, not everybody else's.
0: Exactly, a damn fool. Yeah, she wanted, she is one of those women who is just going to always allow her own way
1: she's going to always be in her own way she's going well, to yes. in she's she's going going get to... in her own
0: way or she's and going allow man to man to get, get in her yep. way mm-hmm. yep. yep 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 yep
1: that was that was it um guys we will be covering the the braxton family values because according to this last episode of tamar get your life uh tr- is it trina or tracy whichever trina. sister it is trina. uh she she tried to beat tamar to fuck up at the wedding um and And so we
0: want to know what happened
1: we do so we'll be tuning in first episode uh airs november 5th uh that's about almost less than two about two weeks away coming now so we're definitely going to get into that um we're gonna head on over to bridezilla's Friend, I really don't care too much more about the hobo white bitch, the hobo chic, uh, whatever the fuck it was called.
0: I, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I tuned out most of that shit. I was more interested in the lesbian couple. To be perfectly honest,
1: yeah, I was, I was interested in the black lesbian couple that was getting married in Atlanta who didn't have. Um, they don't have a venue. They don't have a DJ. They don't have a photographer. They don't have dresses. They, they don't have dirty. a caterer. They don't have a wedding. Y'all was not getting married. Y'all did not. Y'all was not planning nowhere. And y'all just called the damn show and was like, let us on, please. Yes. Please pay for it. Because how you don't have nothing?
0: And let me tell you something. I'm not mad. Listen, scam the, what I always say, scam the sister for scam you. But if y'all be honest about that shit, Cause you ain't got nerd. like like the other the other people on this show like they at least have something, something if they ain't got the whole wedding, have nothing if they ain't got the whole wedding plan they at least got something at the very least they got a dress y'all ain't got nothing not nerding not a thing
1: not a thing um uh, hold on I had their names pulled up too. <laughs> simone and uh hillary yeah but um what was the 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 dress designer name
0: geek something uh geek chunky (laughs) which let's talk about that name um sir um i'm not here to shame anybody well actually i am because that's what we're doing this show but (laughs) um The the choice of name for your brand for wedding planning, um, Geek Chunky, Um, mm, maybe not the best choice when advertising something that's supposed to be um, as pristine um, as a wedding, you know, not to be bougie, but all I'm saying is, if I'm getting married and my spouse, soon to be spouse, wants to have somebody named Geek Chunky plan the wedding. I'ma just go ahead and tell her uh baby, maybe we need to shop around. Cause uh with that name, I don't know if they're gonna do the best job of making sure you have the most the, the most amazing day that you deserve. I'm just saying that's just me personally. No, that's yes,
1: correct.
0: Like I'm not here to shame anybody, but I what I am saying is that name does not um exude um black excellence is all, all I'm saying.
1: Not even a little bit.
0: It is scam is what it does. Correct. Speaking uh, of speaking of scam, I want to know something. I don't I mm. what is it? With getting married or trying to get married, and telling that you're telling your soon-to-be spouse that they cannot have a bachelorette or and or a bachelor party, I don't understand that.
1: Uh, they about to marry your ass. What is you insecure about?
0: Like this is this is their you know last night of you know quote unquote being you know, on the market, even though they're not, like, why, like, how are you that insecure that you don't want your partner to have a good time with friends um, and have a bachelor, uh, a party right before they get married? Like they're about to spend the rest of their life with you, hopefully, um, and be only with you, hopefully. Um, What are you mad about? What are you complaining about? I don't understand it. I don't either. And I damn sure don't understand going up to their party and crashing it. <laughs> cause mama said, Oh, oh, cause, because which one which one's one was it that had the uh that was at Magic City? Was it Hillary or was the other one, the girlfriend? Yeah, Simone? it was Hillary. It was Hillary. Listen, Shimon said, Oh, Hillary at Magic City, bet mama rolled up there with a pasta, said, I'm shutting all this shit down.
1: But for no reason. And when she walked in, imagine her surprise that Hillary is throwing is using a money gun to to toss money at strippers and looking between their legs and doing shit that people do at fucking strip clubs. It's a strip club. Why do y'all think strippers won't magically want your motherfucking partner? Bitch, you
0: They are they are at work.
1: They are selling the fantasy, and when they do want somebody, it's not your everyday working class ass partner. They want the celebrities running in and out of there spending money. They don't give a fuck about a Hillary.
0: Why you think Drake being there all the goddamn time? Yeah. This making literally made whole albums I... about women he met at the strip club.
1: Just because I hate stupidity and I hate people who don't use logical thought process. Like, I just, help me the, and understand. The insecurity.
0: The insecurity.
1: It is just very fucking awkward.
0: And then, it, do, imagine doing all this for a wedding. You got the plan in a week, and you ain't got nothing. You you don't even have a dress. Yeah. Like You got bigger priorities than your spouse having a bachelorette party at Magic City. You need to work some magic and get a dress. Hell, a venue, a cake. Y'all got bigger fish. You got bigger fish to fry than seeing your girl look at some titties in the eye. You got bigger priorities, baby. Yeah. Because this just not going to work. Like, I'll be, like, I'll be damned, like, unless, um, cause, ain't anyway, it, what, we TV? That's the whole show? Cause, like, unless we TV pulls some shit out their ass and magically just appear with you, y'all with a wedding next episode, y'all might break up before you even get to the goddamn wedding. Well, yeah, that too. Which, honestly, which, honestly, would I'm kind of rooting for, because I just love negativity. Me too. And I just want to laugh, so. Yep. but yeah I, I was more interested in them but I, I truly didn't give a, give a fuck about the other chick the, other, the, the only other... thing
1: the only thing I wanted to say was um <laughs> the friend Kylie Kali, Kaylee, whatever um Corey, Corey ma'am Why did you, she was being, so first of all, the bride was very fucking extra. But why the fuck was you so mad that they got her a stripper the night before the wedding? What the fuck was you so angry about? If you didn't want to be a bridesmaid, you just could have said no. It really wasn't that deep. I
0: don't think she was mad. She just was like, oh, she was just was like her normal self. Like but just if your that.
1: normal self is not into that kind of shit, do not agree to be nobody's bridesmaid. Cause nine times out of ten, minus the nasty attitude, that's what bridesmaid shenanigans consist of. Yeah,
0: just,
1: just shit like she that. She was just and cooling. Then-
0: she was just cool. And then
1: when she was like, uh, when the bride, I can't remember the bitch name because I don't care about it. She was like, it's, it's, it's she fine. was like, uh, if you don't want to be a bridesmaid, you could leave. Corey, when you said, fine, that meant you wasn't going to be a bridesmaid no more. Why the fuck would you show up at the, on the wedding day trying to be a bridesmaid?
0: <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, though. If I was Corey, I just wouldn't have participated. Like that, 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 <laughs> that. Remember that first episode where Corey had told her, like, I'm coming. But, you know, I got to I'm going to be a little late because of work and old girl had an attitude. I just would have been like, you know what? Y'all I'm good. I'll see y'all later then.
1: Exactly.
0: Cause like we, cause she was a bit, she was being extra. And at that point, I feel like Corey was just there uh, for the little bit of, you know, slither of friendship or respect that she had for, for her. But girl, Corey, once once, once, once the bippity Bobbity girl, because I don't know her name, it don't matter. Y'all she real. Once, once she showed you who she was, uh, that's believer. That was your chance to be like, you know what? Y'all girls can put up with this crazy bitch. I'm not. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> Cause that's yeah, what I would have did.
1: It would have been like a, a kiss my ass experience.
0: <laughs> right. Because you you saw what happened with the other girl, um, uh, the girl Aaliyah, dark skinned friend, shit, Aaliyah saw how she was, and Aaliyah was like, you know what, girl, fuck you, and rightfully so. That's what you should have did, Corey.
1: Exactly. Like it it shouldn't because you can't been. show
0: support to somebody that that that's telling you to kiss their ass, because then At you all. end up looking stupid trying to show up to trying to show up for the for the win, <laughs> looking
1: plumb stupid.
0: Like when somebody show you that they stupid, that when somebody show you that they unreasonable and and um, and what's the word I'm looking for, friend? Um, intolerable. Once somebody show you that, once somebody show you that, you got to get the hell on. That's what Aaliyah did. Absolutely. Oh man. But yeah, but of you know, Corey, you should have listened. You know, that's not your real friend no more. So. You ain't got to deal with that no more. But um, yeah, I don't care about nothing else because that girl, she was brandish She was a bitch. She stood up in it, which I appreciate you standing up in it, but that don't mean I got to like it as a viewer because girl, fuck you. Uh, still don't like how you did to live. And it's not lost on me that you sing out a, a, a darker skinned black girl. It's, not, it's still not lost on me that you did that. Um, it's still creepy that your nigga is damn near a decade older than you. Um, it's still not lost on me that you fetishize him. Um, and I just think you're overall a weirdo, so go to hell. Correct. Speaking of weirdos, Let's go. Uh, let's talk about Potomac, shall we? We shall. um So I have words. Me and my friend we have words. Um, and we're gonna start those words with um <laughs> with taxi lackey. Uh, Robin, lean baby. with it, Miss Miss Mams, Miss Mamas. I just want to know how you have the audacity, the gall, the unmitigated nerve to call Monica disgrace for one, inst- for one that for something that wasn't even a real fight, to be honest.
1: When you um, buying clothes and leaving a tag on them, so you could take them back, trifling bitch.
0: Like I just uh, help me understand how you have the gall to say somebody look look down on somebody who's been and, and say that they are beneath you because of your behavior, but yours always ends up biting you in the ass and biting you and biting the person that you have been playing house with for eight or four years in the ass as well. I just don't get it, Robin. Like how. How you have time to be in everybody's business with Giselle, but you can't take care of your own goddamn business. Help me understand. Girl, you are almost millions in debt and back taxes. How do you have the nerve, Robin? How do you have, with all the trouble that you don't got in with money, How did you figure you was going to be good at being your own accountant? You can barely keep up with time of day. So how the fuck? How the fuck did you think you was going to be good at keeping your own books? I just want to know, Robin. Hmm. It's like when you change your hairstyle, you change when you change your hair, you change your brain cells. I just want to know how you get that far in back taxes again twice. This is like the fifth time you ain't got us a fucking debt. And now you want to now you want to be up here in the black screen looking like fucking Mary J. Blige in the goddamn in, in the goddamn not gonna cry not gonna cry no more video. How the fuck, Robin? Questions that need answers. The IRS said, "Um, excuse me, uh, Miss Mamas, uh, Robin. Uh, we want our money and we want it now. Thank you so much."
1: but this, let me tell you something. I'm going to be honest when you look at divorce statistics and stuff like that, and notice how financial problems is always at the top of the list yeah. for one of the issues that leads to divorce. And we joke about Juan not liking Robin or loving Robin. And I, if we were to really dig our heels deep and not just be petty and shady, I don't think that's it. Juan doesn't trust Robin. Yeah. and I mean, she's giving him
0: every reason not to. That is
1: their biggest problem. Juan does not trust Robin because every time he turns around, Robin has them in another financial debacle. Yep. She fucked over his NBA money, making bad investments, and got scammed. They ended up losing a house having to file bankruptcy having tax problems house and foreclosure and here we are again years later. And not that many years later, because they was in the fucked up financial situation when we were first introduced to robin in season one. Here we are in season five. Another lean on the House. Tax debt. I wouldn't want to remarry you either. I don't trust you financially, and at this point, and I, I promise, I I promise, I bet you I'm right. Though they are together, though they live in the same house, I guarantee fucking to you, friend, all their money is kept separately. Oh,
0: absolutely. Oh, absolutely. all their money I...
1: is kept separately. He does not allow Robin to have any access to his financials because you notice she is in tax debt, he is not.
0: Yeah, yeah, he gotta protect himself. Shit, any, anybody with sense would keep their assets separate because because
1: you know he's a coach for. um I'm looking it up, friend. Go on and finish dragging Robin.
0: Yeah, but any, anybody with any kind of sense would keep their assets separate from Robin because she has a track record of not knowing what to do with her, her own assets. Let her, and then you bringing in mine? Girl, fuck you. And, you. and you done already fucked up my money already? The fuck do you mean? So I absolutely agree with you and believe that Juan keeps their shit separate. He has to.
1: Yeah. Okay, here we go. He currently is a, is the head coach for Coppin State University in Baltimore. Uh, he led the Maryland Terrapins to their first NCAA championship in 2002 and earned Most Outstanding Player honors at the 2002 Final Four. He played for the Washington Wizards, uh, the Trailblazers, the Raptors, the Pistons, back to the Wizards, and... Uh, then he played overseas, and then he retired. Um.
0: Yeah. And Robin but, fucked up all that money.
1: Yeah, Robin fucked over a lot of his money, and so I'm not trying to be mean, but Juan would be a goddamn fool to marry a Rob to marry Robin again, because once they are married, her tax issues become his tax issues. hmm her financial issues become his financial issues. And hell,
0: their hell, they financial she, issues have already happened. Shit, they ain't even remarried yet.
1: Yeah. So she she cannot be trusted financially. And I absolutely would not want to marry somebody who keeps making the same mistakes over and over again financially. And so um I'm kind of siding with Juan, but I will say that. If you don't trust her enough to take the next step forward in a relationship, it's probably time to end the relationship. Um, because she's not changing. This is stupid. This is so stupid. Robin has no reason to be in tax debt after having a clean slate and starting again with the bankruptcy. She has no business being in tax debt.
0: Well, when you prioritize a miss than your own business when
1: you prioritize mind another business instead of yours this is where you get led mm. to when
0: you don't mind doom. the business that pays you
1: if you don't and you don't pay the you don't pay the taxes that mind you
0: the irs comes to find you
1: <laughs> okay hey boo boo listen hey, you hey stupid, robin, robin hey
0: robin boo you in that buzz cut you owe us all that money and Ron, are, and Ron cannot save you.
1: You are just really fucking ridiculous. I and know her. not you, Robin. Like she's really <laughs> fucking really fucking ridiculous for landing herself in the same financial situation again. Mm-hmm. Um I just can't even nope.
0: Mm. Are well, you worried about Monique trying ha- to remorse? You need to show some goddamn remorse about you being the fuck stupid and getting yourself in goddamn debt again.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It it's just a mess. Um. Yeah. So speaking of the lackeys, I want to talk about. I want to talk about Giselle and. Karen and his trip back home to Surrey, Virginia, Surrey County, Virginia. Um,
0: First first of all, Karen's family is gorgeous.
1: Karen has a beautiful family. Karen's family history is beautiful. The farm that they own, uh, her ancestors were once slaves of. And when they got free, they eventually bought the farm. And made it a very lucrative and productive farm that is still producing today. Karen Home invited, farmers. yeah. Karen invited Giselle and Ashley to her hometown for her homecoming. And one thing that has, the one thing that stands out to me about Giselle is. She is devilish. Um, For somebody to invite you to where they grew up and where they're from and allow you to experience their family history, allow you to experience their elders, allow you to see who they are. And the only thing that you can do is be mean and nasty about it and take digs at her about. I see uh, she got out of here, so she married well, and so they probably see her as Beyonce. Do you think that those black farmers are not making money?
0: I just didn't like married well. Baby Karen came well.
1: I am so confused about that.
0: You just think that because you ain't got a will.
1: I thought it was very mean. Um, if we were to be honest, and based on what the internet says, Karen has an estimated net worth of between 10 and 15 million dollars. Um, let's see what Giselle Bryan's net worth is. They say maybe $4 million, but not verified. Mm. So. You can't sit, and they say Pastor Jamal Bryant has a rumored net worth of $500,000. Mm. You can't even sit at Karen's table, Giselle. You I mean, don't have it.
0: I mean, let's be honest. Giselle can't sit at a lot of people's table
1: and the other thing is when Monique was brought up how mean and nasty you are and it it, it triggered a thought process in my mind and we talked about it in the pregame for a woman to have been married to a pastor have been the first lady of a church was sitting front and center in that front pew every Sunday like clockwork you have a very nasty and mean spirit that doesn't lend itself to forgiveness, humility, um just
0: everything that everything that your that your everything that your nigga preached that he don't practice, you don't practice either.
1: You are just a nasty person, Giselle.
0: Because I know and... going no ahead. Oh, go ahead, friend. Sorry. Oh, just
1: she's just a nasty person with a nasty attitude and a nasty spirit. You are pretty and nothing more.
0: And that's it. She's a hollow, she's an empty vessel. Because ain't no way in the goddamn hell you gonna sit here and tell me you can forgive a nigga who done who who still is cheating on you, <laughs> still is getting getting women in the congregation pregnant. Ain't no way in the hell you finna sit here and tell me you can forgive that nigga, but you can't forgive Monique for something that wasn't even a fucking fight. I know you fucking lying to me, Giselle.
1: Big line.
0: Because ain't that one of the big things that whatever that shit that Jamal be preaching that he don't goddamn practice himself? Ain't forgiveness and, and healing one of the biggest things? And you mean to tell, see, this is why we when we, we dragged y'all last week, we called y'all shit performative, because it is. Cause ain't no way in the hell you're gonna sit here and tell me that that. Altercation between Monique and Candace was the worst thing that you'd have ever seen in your damn life. And it sex set black women back uh, hundreds of years and that you can't forgive. But you you are the a supposed first lady anointed to a motherfucking pastor. Girl, play with somebody else. Don't play with fucking me.
1: Exactly.
0: You are evil, Giselle. That's what you you are evil. You are evil and you miserable because it's not lost on me that the common the the common the common in all the strife and hell that goes on on this show is you and your lackey robin and it's not lost on me that when people are not miserable when they are not um, seeping in mess. When they are in a good space, and a good place in their life, it's not lost on me that you drop them like flies. Cause when Ashley was steeped and wrapped in the mess, especially when it came to Karen, you, Robin, and Ashley was the three amigos, the three P heads. Ashley, now granted, we can say a lot about <laughs> Michael and you know that whole situation, and you know we don't take none of it back to what we said about Michael, but. Ashley is in a much better space that she is now. And you notice who she ain't as close with as she used to be fucking Robin and goddamn Giselle. When, when, um, when can't, we know that Candace, you know, she, um, she is, it's a lot going on with her, um, with her mama and stuff. And honestly, the reason that she is the way she is is directly because of her goddamn mama, which we'll get to in a second. Um, once she became you know really aggressive, really mean, really nasty, really mean spirited. Who did she start to click up with more than she did Monique, who only who was only, damn near the only person that had her back when she first got on the show? Motherfucking Robin and motherfucking Giselle. It's not lost on me that you only pick up people to get in your little click of mess and bullshit, Giselle, when they as miserable and trifling as you are. Correct. And if Robin ever get her shit together and stop being a goddamn bozo, you best believe she would drop, she, Giselle would drop Robin hotter than a goddamn potato. Yep. You, you can fool a lot of people. You can't fool me, Miss First Lady. Yeah, First Lady of bullshit. Yep. First Lady of hell, that's what you are, because the damn show ain't nothing holy. Mm. Speaking of things not holy, um, I thought I was being punked when um, Candace and her mama was talking about we don't go to the gutter and all that shit. And I'm like, but ain't you the same person that went up upside your daughter's head because of comments that she was making on social media about somebody's child? Yes. So who I, I am I in the twilight zone? Because I know you fucking lying to me. If this ain't Spider-Man pouring that fucking Spider-Man. We don't get
1: in the
0: gutter. Shut your ass up. Girl, your wig look like the gutter. Like, if you don't get the fuck out of my face, Dorothy.
1: You bopped that goddamn child of yours upside the head with a Michael Kors person. You talking shit about getting in the gutter. I'm not about to comment too much on this frivolous ass lawsuit because we're going to see more about that tonight on tonight's episode, but I want to head over to Monique. Monique went to counseling um, with the pastor at her church and Chris came with her. One of the things I want to discuss is that I don't take anything away from pastors in the church who offer guidance and counseling, but when we're talking about anguish and rage and, and, and things that are typically tied to, Mental health. You need to see somebody other than your pastor.
0: You need a therapist, a licensed therapist. Okay. You need the Um, therapist that Candace went to.
1: Doctor Ken, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um.
0: Because he was dragging her ass.
1: This pastor clocked Monique ass too.
0: Um. He did.
1: Monique started crying, and she's tired. Everybody judging her criticizing her nitpicking at her and the pastor say. yeah okay fine sure but no you're mad this group of women won't accept you and the facade of perfection that you try to put up. And no matter what you say or do it's never good enough for them for you to earn their respect and their kindness and I absolutely agree and i'm gonna tell you why. The 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 three women that Monique is actively into it with on this show currently don't have what Monique has. Robin don't have a pot to piss in and a window to throw it out of. Literally, she has a lean on a fucking two bedroom condo. Giselle can't get Jamal Bryant to stop making babies in and outside the congregation. She don't know how many fucking kids the nigga actually got, and she been getting that bust down ass house together for four score and seven years. It's gonna take a Roman numeral amount of years to get that fucking house together. Correct, Candace. Candice is Candace has the baby itch. Every time we've seen two times her uh with this uh I might be pregnant storyline. But she don't have her shit together. Up Never until recently, Candace mama was paying half the mortgage where her and her fiance now husband was living. A grown ass man with two kids from a previous relationship was dependent on his wife's mama to help pay the mortgage. And he owned a whole restaurant. You truly, they, these three women truly do not have what Monique has, and Monique has stability. Yes, some things could stand a change between her and Chris. No marriage is perfect. He's kind of a a bonehead in terms of not realizing his wife can get overwhelmed easily. Yeah. But for the most part, Monique has a stability that those ladies do not have and have not had over the course of this show.
0: And never and and will not have because they mind everybody's business but theirs.
1: And if you notice, the other ladies that do have a sense of stability financially and otherwise. They fuck with them too. They nitpicked Ashley all season long about Michael's transgressions. They nitpicked at Karen about Ray's tax issues. Yet you were sitting here doing all that nitpicking robbing bitch, and you was in you in tax debt
0: too. Listen, when they did that flashback, and even though I don't like Candace, when she when when she said that to her confessionals, they wrote the clip back, I cackled because Robin, you got a whole lot of goddamn nerve.
1: A whole lot.
0: You got more nerve than you got goddamn tits. <laughs>
1: so you will never they will never see it for you Monique and you've got to stop trying to impress them bitches you don't have to be perfect because even through all your imperfections you got a more stable life than they do and I'm sorry to be rude about it but it's the truth
0: I mean it's not rude Giselle Giselle,
1: like, and Jamal Brian kids don't like him
0: for what them he kids did to g- mama
1: them kids got fucking daddy issues,
0: right? Like they kids don't. They kids don't like they daddy because of what they daddy did to to they mama, and they mama's being a plum fucking fool. And you want the respect of that girl? Fuck that.
1: Fuck that. Fuck them. Fuck trying to sit at their table. They ain't no fucking body.
0: You trying you you trying to play nice? Well, not even play nice. You you are upset that. You are you are upset that Giselle, Robin, and, well, I understand why Candace not fucking with you, Her, because that was like your actual friend. But the other two heifers, like, girl, fuck if they don't like you. They ain't never like you, and fuck them. Ain't, they ain't nobody to be liked or be wanting to be liked. Look at their life. It's a fucking mess. It's a sham. It has been. always is gonna be. Fuck them. No, for real, fuck
1: them.
0: Yeah. Now, the thing with Candace, I know it hit different because of the shit that, you know, we talked about last week, like the real reason y'all fell out. And I get that. Cause like we said last week, Candace damn sure did some shit that, that a friend, well, no, she didn't do what a friend should have done. Like we said last week and that shit hit different. It hurt different. We get it. But you, even that you got to let go. When somebody show you who they are, believe them. (laughs) And and on the show, Candace has been showing her ass for about two seasons now.
1: (laughs) Because one of the things, we have established that Monique was wrong for putting her hands on Candace, but I'm just very fucking tired of everybody gingerly skipping over the fact, even in real time on social media, that Candace was not being a good friend to Monique like she's claiming she was on this season. Correct. She was being a fucking snake and she got caught being a snake. And I just wish Monique had called her out on it and went about her day. Because this fight wouldn't have even happened if Monique had just told Candace, bitch, you a snake. And stop trying to pretend like we were such good fucking friends and you was being a
0: snake. I was gonna say we couldn't have been such good friends, and you if, if you did doing the shit that you did, or or rather you didn't do what a friend should have done.
1: Exactly. Um, tonight's episode will be good. We hear about the charges against Monique and Candace claiming she wants Monique prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law <laughs> and to go to jail <laughs> and uh then we see Robin and Giselle talking about we don't want her to go to jail. That's a bit far, but y'all instigated this. Mm-hmm. This was y'all. Not doing only it. that,
0: oh, not only that, y'all watched Candace provoke Monique, and you did not step in and intervene and tell Monique, I mean, and tell Candice to, sh- to shut the fuck up. Yep. So this this a this a y'all
1: situation.
0: Hmm. And a for frantic. somebody that y'all don't want her to go to jail, y'all was just the other week calling her a disgrace and you don't respect her. So how you go from A to B, I don't know. But that's y'all problem. Y'all fake as fuck. That's y'all wanna want to be the bully but hide, but hide your hands. And when somebody actually does bring hands, now y'all want to cry and be performative. You bunch of bozos.
1: Bunch of dumb bitches with tax problems,
0: and man problems,
1: yeah, kid problems,
0: and marriage problems, mama, mama problems.
1: problems, yeah, purse problems. Listen, restaurant problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this week's show. We finna get up out of here for the weekend six of the See y'all back next week.
0: We out, niggas.
1: Bye.